Hey, Johnny. Do you want to go to an ice cream social? Yeah, I'd love to. Great. Let's go. Fucking hate you guys. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's time for another episode of Matt and Maddie's Ice Cream Social. Sitting across from me is Paul Mattingly. Across from me... It is Mr. Matt Donnelly. And allegedly recording this whole thing is Jake of the Audio. <laughs> hey, we just barely got started, all right? Allegedly. Oh, speaking of allegedly. Yes. Did you hear allegedly. the fucking bombshell? Oh, the Cosby? Yes. Yeah. I was, the cause. I was about to lead with that. Dude. on my phone. We, like minds, baby. Yeah. We share a brain. Well, here's what's funny. It is not... <laughs> Who has it today? Unho- <laughs> That's such a dad joke. I uh, it's pretty quality. I like it. It's a good joke, though. <laughs> so Bill Cosby, uh, I guess, uh, did confess in the, in the This clothes. was a long time ago in a case I had to give a disposition. <laughs> I gave my deposition. I, I, I gave a deposition about the position that I got into. The position was from a physician. I got a prescription from a physician, and I had to make a deposition. Uh, uh, Mr. Cosby, you're adorable. Go on out of here. Let me keep I, saying it. Free. Comedy's about repetition. When you get the prescription from the physician and you make a deposition about how you did a little diddly-hiddly. Is this a, an official inquisition? This deposition about my prescription that I got from a physician? That I gave, and I got the ladies' inhibitions to go away. Is this going to be more than five minutes? It's not even going to get another drink. It was Dr. Huxwell, not Dr. Seuss. That's right, Dr. Huxwell. We were cousins. We were cousins. So I'm giving a deposition about this prescription I I got from a physician to take away the ladies' inhibitions. The most intriguing part of this is not your ability to rhyme. What is the most intriguing part? That Cosby confessed to drugging people in 2005. <laughs> this was in 2005. 2005. 2005. Civil closed, lawsuit. Closed case. Yeah. Uh, clo- sealed records. That but the Associated Press sued to uh, have it opened. Right. And finally it's come out. Which, now, the fact that the Associated Press are the ones that had to sue to get this opened up is a little uh, upsetting. Well, I mean, that's the whole thing. I mean, the, we have a system where you can seal documents, and that's part of the deal. Mm-hmm. And, and Cosby complied in this deposition uh, mm-hmm. accordingly. Paid mm-hmm. uh, an undisclosed uh, undisclosed amount of money. I knew yeah. I shouldn't have done it. I had the intuition, but I did the deposition about the <laughs> prescription I got from oh, the physician to boy, take away. Oh, boy, do we get it. <laughs> oh, boy, do we get it. <laughs> I mean, let's, don't get me wrong. I love me some rhymes, but there's a lot of things I want to make fun of about this story that I want to get to first. I don't want to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt and Matt, we talked about this on Ice Cream Social. They talked about this. Deposition, repetition, deposition, deposition. That's the way it is. Look, we're just going to do another 20 minutes of Paul rhyming, and then we're going to get right to it. We, we will rhyme endlessly about any hot topic. But not the story. <laughs> So uh, it was a case brought by the former head of women's basketball at Temple University. In other news, Greece ain't paying is all I'm saying because they're not <laughs> playing <laughs> night in or day in. They don't want austerity, but they give the money to charity. <laughs> we will rhyme about current events. There's no time for hilarity. Greece is on the brink of disparity. <laughs> 
Somehow I like it better this time. No, uh, <laughs> comparatively, what I mean is uh, that's that's actually the point I was going to make is that like it's not even the top story. It's the it, um, the Greece is the top story on Huffington Post. Right, he, he knew what he was doing. He timed this out right. He he planned this whole Greece thing. No. Illuminati. <laughs> what that that is <laughs> Luma Cosby. Luma Cosby. We're pointing at the same thing and thinking very different things. <laughs> Are you really, Matt? Are is really? that? Uh, because I'm I'm in, I'm, in, I'm in the pockets of deep. Co- I'm in yeah deep Cosby yeah yeah yeah. I'm in the pockets of deep Cosby. I'm rolling deep Cosby y'all. Yeah, I'm fucking I'm in deep with Cosby. Um, uh, Big Jello pudding pop. We run deep. It's the 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 method of how it came to light and and how it's coming to light is significant. Coupled with that, no one is surprised this is true. <laughs> right? It's not news because no one is going. Yeah. Oh wow! It was. It would have been much larger news if we were surprised. But no, everyone believes the accusers. <laughs> yeah. No everyone one has the Cosby. whole time. I. Yeah. Uh, I, I, go ahead. Keep going. Because um, it's also <laughs> interesting. <laughs> That was a great addition. You like that? Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> how, does, pod, how does your chemistry work between Matt and Matt? Anyway? Well, Paul will just tell me to keep going. No, just, no, no, no. I got to interrupt so the just keep going. I got a tweeter on. A twi- I got a tweeter. Paul's going to get a rhyming dictionary app. He has on his phone. <laughs> oh, I don't yet, but I will. <laughs> I will. <laughs> Which is amazing. Yeah, what rhymes with Greece? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing, Michael. Nothing. Here it is. So Frank Conniff, one of my heroes. Yeah. TV's Frank from Mystery Science Theater 3000. Yeah. Love this guy. Yeah. He had a great one. Yeah. Uh, He tweeted out. He said, Bill Cosby admitted to drugging women. Now the story that 40 women came forward to tell will finally have some credibility. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's so... Is that the saddest fucking thing? It takes... You know, forty women come out just straight. Forty women. What's that? And he's been married to the same person. Camille. You know, Camille's been been taking every excuse possible for this. You know, to leave. Camille, you know I have I have nighttime golf. That's a, <laughs> you know my responsibilities to the night golf league. Yeah. Stay out of my medicine cabinet is the only rule of our marriage. Stay out of my medicine cabinet and make sure I always have glow-in-the-dark golf balls for my <laughs> night golf league. My two rules. <laughs> it just also is a testament to how far money can go, and at some point it can't do everything. Do you know what I mean? Like, Well, that fat Albert money runs out after a certain point. I don't think I still think he has plenty of money. Oh, yeah. Right. So then, uh, that's... <laughs> would you uh, like some Benadryl today? <laughs> See, he's the one that did the rhyming. Yes. <laughs> sure, he started it. He started Good point, it. Paul. Good point. He started it. I believe you finished it, but I believe he started it. Um, No, I mean, like, you know, he paid all this... He paid, you know... I mean, so 40 women have come forward, so he's paid them... Uh, others. Or others, and or others. To not come forward. Right. And... And then, you know, he pays to have this sealed and everything else. And then at, at some point, it just, you just, it runs out and yeah. you just can't pay. Or you to get make to a certain away. level where somebody knew somebody and they go, hey, that's wrong what he did. And they really convinced them. Yeah. Yeah. 
to like. But, but that's not enough. Yeah, it's the uh, Monica Lewinsky and um, what was what was her right, name? Right, Jennifer right, Flowers. Right. Yeah, Flowers. She, yeah. she was the one who, who said keep the dress and everything, right? Yeah, I think so. That's a, am I, am I yeah, the right yeah. reference. I, I don't so. know. Whatever it is, Monica Lewinsky had a dress though. We know that. Sure, yeah. She probably still owns a dress to this day. She does. At least one. Um, how old is Cosby? In his seventies, right? I think he's seventy-seven. Uh, according to Celebrity Net Worth, first of all, he is worth uh, four hundred million dollars. Sure, and that's not enough to stop the Associated Press from suing to open sealed documents, right? And let's see here. Bill Cosby was born in July nineteen thirty-seven. Okay, which I can makes do the him math on that. Age seventy-seven. All right, I was right. <laughs> Good math, Matt. Um, so seventy-seven. Do you just hope you? Die before things come to light? I mean, I think at a certain point you go, well, I'm not going to spend any money on this shit because yeah. I'm going to be dead soon. So I guess if but my I mean, rep goes in the toilet for the last three years of my life, so be it. So, I mean, in 2005, uh, this this case found that he uh, got seven prescriptions for quaaludes. And uh, the lawyer asked if he was going to – like he got them to give to other people uh, – and said yes. Uh, when you got the quaaludes, was it in in Can your I mind get that you were going to use the people? Please, was it in your mind that you were going to use those quaaludes for young women that you wanted to have sex with? And the answer was yes. No, old men, you <laughs> dummy, <laughs> you dummy. Who do you think I'm He's trying turned to into Red Fox? <laughs> <laughs> no, you dummy. <laughs> Uh, I can't do imitations of anyone. Not too bad. That's a pretty good way. At least they were distinct. You knew who I my knew red, red fox, fox was, true. and you true. knew who my god did not sound they the same. They were accurate. No. <laughs> you should hear my. You should hear my one man radio play in the Declaration of Independence, as read by Red Fox. Yeah, as read by Red Fox. <laughs> we the people, you big dummy. <laughs> that was the original draft. I pursue what happened is Queenie, you big dummy. <laughs> Oh, Queenie, Queenie, please. They're coming for me. The, the doc- Redcoats. <laughs> Elizabeth, Elizabeth, the Redcoats are coming for me, Elizabeth. Here comes the big one. This is the big one. Two of Bussy. One of my land, two of Bussy. Oh, you big dummy. The documents also include details of questions Cosby was asked under deposition about another woman, one of the so-called Jane Doe's, who were called anonymously to give evidence in the case. Uh, the woman told lawyers that at the age of 19, she met with Cosby and had sex with him after he gave her quaaludes. In his deposition, Cosby said that he met the witness in Las Vegas. Uh, quote, she meets me backstage. I give her quaaludes. We then have sex. End quote. Cosby then goes on to say, quote, I can't judge at this time what she knows about herself for 19 years. A passive personality. End quote. I wish we could just keep running that weird Cosby quote. That he said to the reporter, yeah, that we we that vague, vague strangeness. When the road is the, the oh. puddle, but it goes deeper than you think it goes. Just like on a loop with Ray Lewis's "God can't make mistakes." <laughs> oh. God can't make mistakes. <laughs> um, that is if God wanted those people to get stabbed, then they were going to get stabbed. Yeah, got him. Uh, <laughs> no, it's Gotti. God he. It's Gotti. God he. <laughs> Um, <laughs> oh, this is a weird whole new rabbit hole. I, uh, yeah. it's just, it's just, it's crazy. It's just, it's just gross. It's crazy it's gross. Weird. Yeah. And it just says something about an ego, I guess. Right. Because like, this is a guy worth 400 million. He is 77 years old. And 
this came out because he was trying to get another comedy special, another television show on the air, you know, and then like, and then that that attention just brings out this need to kind of set the record straight. Like it's, he could have gone away, you know. He could he could be yeah. living without the spotlight. Well, no. But I mean, he's still, you, you know, he, sh- he still shows up in Vegas. I'll to, tell you the uh, fucked up shows. thing. I'll tell you he the fucked up thing. He won't he stop still, doing stand-up shows. He does yeah. a bunch of Catholic charities. Well, that's the hard, that, that's hard, right? That's fucked up. Yeah. Don't take that motherfucker's money. Well, sure. I mean. Gross. It, it's, it's hard because there were whispers of this out before. And like, you know. These jokes were about about him were made beforehand. They just never seemed to stick. It right? was it was one of those right. situations, and there are a couple of these kinds of urban understanding legend kind of yeah, deal. Yeah, like, yeah. like within the comedy community, everybody knew Cosby fucked around. Yeah, and and kind of got yeah, but but it wasn't in a gross way. In a gross way, right? Yeah, and uh, yeah, th- there's a couple of uh, things like that. Yeah, where, where everybody kind of oh yeah, of course he he deals kids, right? Or whatever, and you're like, what? <laughs> yeah, no, no, there's not no Cosby, stories, but you know what I mean? Like, just people just kind of like, oh yeah, that guy, that guy drinks way too much, or you know, right, right, or, right. But, right. you know, people don't, but they don't ever make a big thing of it until something until yes, yeah, and they go, well, of course, yeah, everybody knew that. Oh, who, yeah. who was everybody the guy knew he rapes bears? Um, uh, Paul, Paul Lind. Yeah, like he, there, you always hear stories about Paul Lynn. What were the stories on Paul Lynn? That, that he was just like, uh, like very, very aggressive sexually with uh, with people on. What set. are you talking about, Jacob? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Paul, I didn't see you there. Yeah, slow down. Define aggressive now. <laughs> I mean, no more, no more, no less aggressive than would be appropriate, Mister Lynn. Sounds right we to actually, me, Jacob. Can you roll the audio? Paul Lynn actually interviewed Bill Cosby back in the eighties. Uh, no. Yeah, we we'll just go ahead and press, press, press play on that interview. Will okay, you? here you go, uh, and uh, there he goes. Hey, everybody. Welcome to my Easter special. I'm so happy. I've got a real good egg here on my Easter special this year. It's Mr. Bill Cosby. <laughs> What's you say there, Paul? How are you doing? Hey, you know, I was excited to be on your show because I thought this would be a great chance for us to really get together. We haven't worked together much in the past. We haven't worked to- at all in the past. I don't work very well with others. <laughs> They both drugged each other and had sex with each other that same night. Didn't, uh, you know the difference between uh, you and a, and a house in a tornado? Do tell. You still have a roofie <laughs> that I gave you. That that wine you're drinking is full of drugs. <laughs> I won't tell anyone if you don't. Uh yeah, it was a good show. It was great. It was a real, a real heartwarmer. <laughs> Easter special. Paul Lynn's Easter. Sp- I fucking Paul Lynn, dude. I know. Hilarious. I wish there was like a biopic on him so you could do imitate him all day long. <laughs> but no one knows who he is. Some, some people do. Some people do. Yeah. No, Behind we have the bewitched and uncle. People, we have scoops to specifically write in to say how much they like your Paul Lynn. Thanks. Well, I'll uh, I'll keep giving you a little bit here and there. <laughs> I don't want to dole it out all at once. Smart, Paul. Uh, smart. It's just crazy. Yeah, I just don't know. It's just such a strange. It's the way this is ending is so strange. It's sad. Yes, of it's course. It's just very sad for everybody involved. For everyone, but it's except for Bill Cosby, right? And it's extra just gross on him. And I, I, 
yeah, whatever, dude. You're done. You're done. You're no, done. let's think about the charity thing in the start. You know, my my father, you know, represented, you know, as a public defender, represented murderers and rapists and and child, you know, uh, molesters and and everything else. And you have moments with these people. You know, you you work with them for a long They're time. They're human beings. They're human beings, and so there's there's moments of of levity. There's moments of laughter. And sure. They, and my father knows who these people are. But he tells those stories, and then it's true. And so, like when you say, like Cosby helped charities and stuff like that, of course he did. He did a ton of great stuff. Yeah, I mean, dude, he he created the Brown Hornet for God's sakes. <laughs> the Brown Hornet is the best part of the Cosby Kids show. <laughs> the, the Fat Albert, do you remember Brown Hornet? No. Oh, the Brown Hornet, a black superhero. A oh, that's right. I do that's remember right. that. Of yeah, course. Yeah. Now you remember the yeah. black or Brown Hornet? It was the precursor to Blank Man. Uh, kind of, and it's, it's just it just was you know like so it it sucks. It's just he's he was he's a filthy evil weirdo. But he did. there you go. <laughs> yeah, what did they didn't like? I think that was the Brown Hornet's first name, actually. Yeah, filthy evil weirdo yeah, Brown did, Hornet it did not test well. It makes sense when you think about it. But I'm sure there are a lot of charities and a lot of causes that still owe. You know that still not oh, but still are. are, are he the, definitely benefited a lot of charities. Yeah, in his time, right? Yeah, and and he bought a lot of rupees. And he bought, and he bought a, and he bought off a lot of people too. Well, who was that? I wonder if the rupees who was that were a senator just the other day that came, that came out with a senator paying off some kid that he used to coach in wrestling. Oh, Hassard, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Same kind of shit. Yeah, and you know when the one cracks, and then you think, and he was paying this one kid how many millions, and how many others did we he have know, to? Yeah. yeah, who knows? It's just all so sad. Yeah, and then there is part That's of me why, that feels sad about the whole situation because if it wasn't for the ridiculous puritanical attitude that this country has towards sexuality, a lot of these issues wouldn't come up because we number one, we'd be able to just be more open about all of it, and. Number two, there wouldn't be this horrible uh, women shaming or victim blaming that right. goes on when these terrible things go down. Yeah, we'd get down to it, we'd talk about it, we'd get it out in the open, and we get it covered after the third person, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Well said. Thank you. You guys, let me fuck your shoes. That's all I ever wanted, <laughs> and I've always felt like I can't can't say it. Now's the time. Let me get you it guys out there. Always, we're always recording podcasts. With you guys in your fucking sexy ass shoes. And never even paying him any mind. You joke, but now we're going to get shoes sent to us. <laughs> <laughs> slutty, slutty shoes. Slutty shoes. <laughs> well, they oh, are always yeah. open and their tongues are hanging yeah, out. They're asking exactly. for Exactly. I know the uh, the flashlight makes a foot. You could, uh, fuck the, up a oh, foot. that is the, yeah. the, the, the vajankle. The vajankle, that's what it is. <laughs> Mr. Vajankles? <laughs> Mr. Vajankles. <laughs> <laughs> I bought a man of a jankle and he fucked the thing. Um, all right. Major scoop initiative. Scoop initiative. Here it comes. Scoop initiative. You got so, scoop initiative music there for us, Jacob? I like that. That's the that's the, that's the diabolical good. hamster one. Actually, what I should have done That's is such a great one. Have you seen, oh, that video kills me so much. I should have pulled up the scoop who actually began this initiative, but I I'm, 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 <laughs> didn't do it. Well, that's okay. You, can, I'll cover for you like you covered for me. So, someone... <laughs> yeah, go, go, Paul. Oh. Uh, the, the, 
Here, you're doing it's terrible. Com- it's coming, folks. Just give it a few more minutes. <laughs> don't anybody rush me. It'll go too quick. You want to savor the moment, don't you? Sorry, I had burritos. Uh, give me some more, Jacob. This is gold. <laughs> give me some sounds. Nope. Yes. Nope. No, I said yes. Nope. You big dummy. No. Guys, this that was a fine fill. I found who I'm looking for. <laughs> Just found my ex boyfriend. Uh. At another CJ Ellis. This is the guy's name on Twitter. Um, Chris, he started writing a campaign. Basically, he thinks that you and I should be on At Midnight, the show At Midnight. Yes, which would be amazing. The show does uh, feature comedians and does feature... Podcasters. uh, Podcasters on the regular. And the Nerdist has a podcast network, which we're not a part of. No, but we are we part were, of no network. We're, we're, we're part of no network. We are free agents. We are. So. We are. We look for home. Yeah, we, <laughs> we would have. We would certainly want to consider that. Yeah. Definitely, that would be amazing. Um. So, uh, I want to go ahead and just say let's go, let's give a shot. Uh, it would take everyone. It would take everyone who follows us on Twitter to make some kind of impact. Yeah. If everyone tweets to at midnight. Yeah. About getting Matt and Mattingly. At hey, it's just twi- tweet tweet at Hay Scoops. Yeah, get at Hay Scoops. Hay Scoops on at midnight. At midnight, we uh, might be able to make a dent. Yeah, and just don't don't have to be anything fancy. Certainly, don't be mean. Don't be mean. Be nice. Don't go out of your be way kind. to be overly uh, clever. No, in terms of referencing a bunch of inside jokes they won't understand. Right, right. Don't do that. Yeah, just so just hey, nice at simple. Midnight. Get at Hay Scoops on at midnight. Yeah, would love love to see at Hay Scoops on midnight. Love to see Hay Scoops on at midnight. Because I do believe you and I would kick ass on that show. I'm pretty confident we would crush. And I, I mean, it, did did you hear our our Cosby bits at the top with duh. the rhyming? <laughs> <laughs> those rhymes. I, I, that was I, off the cuff. I, I didn't hear those. What? Okay, well you'll, you'll hear them later. Oh. Um, <laughs> those, that was off the cuff. Um. I also think it'd be really funny if we split a podium. If we were a oh, we definitely would be of yeah, we'd be one person. Yeah, yeah. I think it'd be very. We funny would not if we be were, two people. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'd be Matt and Mattingly all squished together. Hell, squished on I'd, one podium. I'd be I'd be game for wearing one large suit jacket. <laughs> <laughs> I'm game for that as well. There you go. I'm totally game for that as Each well. Each of us having one sleeve out and yeah. one sleeve in. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So we'd be a comedy monster. I'd, I'd love it. Yeah. Uh, I adore uh, the At Midnight. It's a great show. I Chris love Hardwick, that show. Chris Hardwick is awesome. I own his book yep. in hardbound form as well as audio form. I still haven't read it. Uh, it's good stuff. Shut up, Jacob. We're kissing ass right now. Oh, I listened sorry. to it. I listened to it on my flight to China, and uh, it really got me going. Writing much stuff down, and uh, yeah, me and too. My same flight to China. I my flight to China. It really, it, it really, but it did. It got me. It got me kickstarting some good ideas and uh, and moving forward on some plans for uh, things I wanted to get yeah, done. Yeah, well, I'm very tight with the people who run the uh, Nerdist Improv, the Nerdist Way. It's amazing. It, yeah, and the Nerdist Improv School that opened yep. up. Very very tight with a lot of teachers over there. I got some homies uh, teaching for them right now too. Yeah. Uh, my buddy Matt Cohen is an awesome musical instructor yeah. doing the, the musical improv there. It's just so cool. Yeah. And so here's the thing. If only 10 people do it, it's not going to do a thing. And it, and it actually makes us look 
worse. Yeah. If we can only get like 10 people to tweet then first, it's like, then it looks really bad. Um, so we really would need like It has to be a concerted effort. So what are we looking at? Are we looking at this week to make the push? Yeah. So within if, this week. As soon as you hear this episode, go for it. Yeah. That'd and if be you great. don't have a Twitter account, because that's the thing, like a lot more people listen to our shows than are actually uh, following us on Twitter. Right. So if you want to be awesome, super yeah. awesome sauce and Twitter, get on Twitter just to tweet us yeah. at, hey, at uh, midnight. Yeah. Part of the obelisk scheme, people. That, that'd be pretty remarkable. That'd be awesome. We'd love that. Um, so, yeah, I think it would be fun. I think we kick ass at it. If you want to do it, that would be crazy. And if it worked, how cool would it be? It would give us such a nice little pop. For uh, and we would we would owe it all to our listeners. We'd owe it all to our listeners, and then we'd have probably quite a few more listeners. Yes, which would be outstanding. Yeah, yeah. We, we could would then owe things to a former yeah. former uh, a former guest. I don't know why they'd be an ex guest. No, one of our episodes we interviewed Rachel Bloom. Yes, yeah. and she was like, "You got to get on at midnight." Mm-hmm. She and she said that her her Twitter and everything blew up just, blew just up by right going from, on there because it's a very internet savvy audience that listens to a show named after. <laughs> a, a Twitter, Twitter address. address. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, it would be super helpful to the show to get on there. We would love that. Um, so do it. Do it, do it, Mountain Dew. <laughs> Twitter.com. <laughs> and go from there. And go from there. Um, at Hay Scoops. At Hay Scoops. So let's start getting into a little Penn and Teller Fool Us. Let's do it. Talk about so it. So you haven't. You got to write watched, on that show? You, I got to write on it. I, and, my, and then the credit came up. I got, I got to see my name on the old television today. That's nice. awesome. Uh, it was very exciting to see to see that lineup. Um, but you, you did not watch any of it yet. I have not watched it yet because I do not have cable. Right. So I'll have to wait at least a day or two for it to come on to Hulu's. Right. Um, if it does come on to Hulu's. Yeah. So we'll, I want to talk a little bit about some of this. So uh, John Armstrong was on. The magicians that were John Armstrong. Oh, I thought he was the astronaut. No, that is uh It's his cousin. That's that's Buzz Lightyear. Buzz Lightyear. Got it, got it, got it. Xavier, who's a local. We know Xavier. He's in the uh, MJ show here in town. Mm. Magician was on there. Greg Dow came out as the shocker. And Steve Brundage came on and did a bunch of Rubik's Cube shit. Ooh. Well, here's the thing. So, because uh, we should find a way to make sure you start watching it somehow in time so that we can talk about it more. Did it, was it on already? Yeah. Okay. It was on on Monday night. Yeah. Okay. So tonight. Right. If you wanted, what I mean, if you t- wanted to not play slick with Jacob on since <laughs> we put our episodes out Wednesday morning. Okay. I will start watching it. <laughs> this is Thursday's episode, Paul. Yeah, I know it's Thursday's episode. Okay. There's no. As far as the space time <laughs> continuum is concerned. <laughs> yeah. There's no feasible way for me to have seen the show yet. You're breaking the fourth wall. Yeah. Well, sorry. Because uh, I have a show on Mondays. Sorry. Our podcast kayfabe is breaking yeah, our, down. Our podcast kayfabe has gone to shit. That's for sure. I love that you used kayfabe. Um, <laughs> Correctly. I uh, know. I'm, I'm, You're killing I'm, it, dude. I'm right. I'm, I'm going home. Um, <laughs> mic drop. Boom. So I'll just say, out. so don't John, drop that mic. John Armstrong did a bit where he did, did a tiny plunger and he was having, and he used the tiny plunger to pick cards that out was, of a that deck was a good or whatever. Uh huh. And it would pick up a specific amount of cards each time. So it's oh, crazy. Wow. It, was really, it was a really cool trick. And um, it, on, on error, it showed Penn being fooled, but Penn says once, like, I really love this trick. And that's the truth. I know for a fact that, like, like it, the trick was both original and silly 
and that just made Penn go nuts. So like he just yeah. loved that trick so much. So John Armstrong did a great job on there. Xavier, okay, so Xavier did this trick where he basically does this thing where he's looking to a mirror and then a, a mirror version of him reaches in outside the mirror and starts messing with his stuff back and forth and going back and forth between him and his mirrored version of his... He's an evil twin basically in a mirror looking back at him. Ooh. It is a great looking trick. And I can tell you from working on the show, the people that do larger illusions would not often want to do... Penn and Teller fools because they actually are buying into the premise that Penn and Teller are going to expose everyone. And the truth is, when you watch it, they just speak a language to let you know that they know how a trick is done mm-hmm. to the right. point where you will find it as a magician satisfying. But anyone listening who's a layman won't actually fully understand unless you. I mean, you, they're, they're, they say terms so you can technically just get on Google right. and figure it out if you really research. If you really want to do it, but yeah. So, but like the, the plunger trick, I yeah. still don't know how it works. Yeah, but, that, that but one Penn, I don't know how it works. But yeah. Penn v- made it very obvious to the magician that he knew how it worked, and the magician was fully accepting of that. Yes. He, he was like, no, 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 they know how it works. They they, they got it. I'm, I'm leaving the stage now. Yeah, I'm, so I'm good. They often say that, and that's the thing. Is like, so like, I do have, I'm, I'm, I'm building some to some end of the show dirt. Ooh. Basically, and I, I can I can lift the skirt on the show a little bit Ooh. because of that very factor that Jacob is talking about. They okay. say enough words to say to say we know to we give, know to give the magician. You know, we know. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so Xavier comes out and he does what what more magicians should do because Penn and Teller don't actually because the the larger a trick is like the big the more gigantic and fun more expensive. and visual and expensive and everything else usually something very simple is happening that all magicians know. You know, mm-hmm. for instance, like uh, even if you watch the British season, like as soon as like basically like a, a a table rolls out, something rolls out on a table that just says something to all magicians right yeah. away. As yeah. soon as you see a table on wheels, you know what's going on. You know what's going on. You know what I mean. And so, what was so simple about Copperfield making the Statue of Liberty disappear? Um, I don't know. Uh, was that the fact that they? Turned the camera away from the Statue of Liberty and went, hey, <laughs> I believe that is the case. Right. Okay, cool, 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 cool. That's kind of what I thought when I was a kid, but I didn't have the magic language yeah. to really say exactly <laughs> what, what were the exact words. They, they pointed the camera away from the statue. He actually, he actually paid the Statue of Liberty herself to get up and move. Bribed her. She took a lunch break. Did he give her some quaaludes? He gave her some quaaludes. <laughs> They hey, had what, sex. What are you doing, Lady Liberty? And that's hey, it. And I'll give you your tired and your poor. Yeah. Right here. These two nuts. I should say I just... I call this one tired. I call this one poor. For legal sake, allegedly, Copperfield drugged the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Copperfield allegedly. raped the Statue of Liberty. Yes. <laughs> I'm not even saying rape. I'm just saying... No. They, they might just, have both... It was all. It was heat of the moment. We don't know, man. What happens on Ellis Island stays on Ellis Island. I mean, I don't want to slut shame the Statue of Liberty. Oh, whatever. (laughs) I don't. Liberty Island. There you go. Okay, I got it. Second bat. (laughs) Second swing. Second swing. Second bat of the. No batters don't get another bat per strike. I want a a new bat. New bat. New bat. bat. Don't they, they can do that though, right? Can't they, they can, demand a new yeah. bat every round? Believe me, if there's anything they can they can do to make a game take longer, longer. they do it. I'll take a new bat. They do it. I'd you like. Just, oh, I gotta change out these pants. They're riding up on me. You just can't switch sides of the plate. Can you change pants? Once you declare. Can, can you cha- can you change pants mid batting? Uh, legally, I if something you, you don't think so. 
I bet you something went wrong. Couldn't you? I'm gonna say, couldn't you look that ref in the eye and go, as a man? There's an odd. I just shit myself. You have got to let me. You have got to let me go change pants. There's this one. There's this thing that happens in baseball. There's this rule in baseball that makes a lot of sense to baseball These Yankee purists. Stripes are running. Go ahead. That does not make sense to me. Which is, if you are a switch hitter, go ahead. Who's not? And uh, <laughs> uh, whatever side of the plate you come out to for that at bat. Uh huh. For everyone listening, I'm not speaking in metaphors here. I'm you just gotta, actually talking about baseball. You got to stay on that side. You have to stay on that side for that entire at bat. You do. That's a hard and fast rule. That's a hard and fast rule. I've always it's a rock hard. I have no idea why it is cleverly fast rule. But I've always thought that it was because uh, managers will try to you know send pitchers out right, which depend, depend which, on which right makes which makes being a switch hitter superior. Right, you know. So why wouldn't you be able to jump around bat, bat side to side? And that's it. That would be so exciting to watch. Be like a, a strike. Be like, oh, fuck, I'm going to switch sides. To <laughs> fuck, I'm going to go over here now. Right, 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 right. Yeah. That's another. That's a whole other level of... Uh, I know. Strategery. Yeah. I would love it. It would be, it'd be so much more fun to watch on television. You know why they probably don't let you? Why is that? Because you might want to switch between mid-pitch. <laughs> I just walk you just walk right plate. across the plate, just, get beaned, and get take a wall back. I was clearly switching my hit. Yeah. Oh, am I allowed to bat over here? Am I not? That's that's probably the, that's probably why they did the rule. Yeah, that's it. Because when would be the time when you could switch? In between pitches, probably. Oh, really? Yeah. When? Tell me specifically the time because there's time How, in between. What is unspecific? What I just said? <laughs> no, no, no. Because 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 what happens in between pitches? Who's got the Who's got the ball? You know the time it could be done. Yeah, is when the catcher has the ball. Yes, but even then they call time all the time just to tighten their gloves. They could call time to even, switch sides of the plate. Okay, then they nope, okay. has to be while the catcher no, has the no, ball. If they call time, it's a whole different. That's end of conversation. Yeah, but if the ball is active and in play, of if course. The, but think about it: if the catcher's got it, yeah, and he goes. Hey, I'm going to switch sides. And he does a leisurely stroll. Yeah. And the guy on first jump, runs to second. A leisurely and the, stroll. And the guy's like, oh, shit. And the catcher's like, oh, fuck, we're going to get this out. And he's, you know, and he's like, well, I'm switching my hitting side. <laughs> this is. Mr. Belvedere playing baseball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wesley, I'm going to go to the other side now. Streaks on the China. I, you are right in the perfect pocket right now, Paul. Like you are saying something that's absolutely impossible, that someone but would makes try. a ton of sense, and it would absolutely happen in baseball. I love it. I love it. So that's why you've defended the rule properly, but okay. it's a good, it's a good, yeah. it's a good Cause defense. Because then it'd be like, "Oh fuck!" Yeah. But I'm twitching sides right now, sir. Anyway, so so Xavier comes out and does a big illusion. That of course the guys know Penatello know how to do it in one second. They just watch the, as soon as they, he starts, they'll, they'll know. But the, he showcases it's a beautiful illusion he does. I mean, it's Sells really it. great, and it's a really great uh, routine. Storytelling, it's fun. This is the evil twin it's visual. Yeah, they, having the evil twin in the mirror fuck with your stuff and you fuck with him back. And then there's all kinds of different turns on it, and it's just really wonderful. And it, and, and 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 I'm remembering his name. It's Xavier, and he's and and I'm, and he just is 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 a French magician, and like he really just makes a nice TV showcase for himself. And I'd say that there's a few guys that really got that. That like, of course, they know how it's done, but I get to go on national television and show people this awesome thing that will get me booked all the time yeah he's gonna be working for two years off of this and that routine yeah is, is, is great 
it was great. And so it was, it was, it was a good showcase for him. And I hope, because I believe uh, there'll, there'll be another season of the show, I hope more of the bigger illusion people who have stayed away from the show realize that I should just go on this show and do the really fun stuff because it, it helps the show. Well, and that's what's cool too is it's going to become more and more a uh, a collection of yeah. a who's who of magicians. Yes. They got to start doing trading cards like baseball does. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. But you can switch packs right in the middle, right in the middle of, of the deal. Magician cards. Um with their stats on the back? Yeah. How many times they pooped themselves and had to call time to change pants? <laughs> Which happens a lot in magic shows, yeah, yeah. I understand. That's the number one stat you got to keep. <laughs> you need that stat. The pants poop stat. Number. It tells you everything you need to know about that person. What's his PPRI? <laughs> <laughs> What's PPRI stand for? Poop pants run in. <laughs> uh Paul, I, I want you to see this one guy. Greg Dow is the third guy act on. He came out as the Shocker, as an alter ego. I love it already. He is a superhero he wrestler wanted... magician. Awesome. Comes out as a wrestler. Dude, sold. Sold. Well, that's the thing. Like, it comes on. Like You, you see the package on the guy before he comes out. You know the, the uh, you just see his dick right there. <laughs> you see the Shocker's package. You see the Shocker's cock and balls. They show no, you the show you They the show PPI. you the behind the scenes. You know, whatever. The PPRI. The personal thing. <laughs> And then he comes out on stage, you know, and he comes out on stage in his full wrestling outfit. And so it's very different from where he, where he yeah. started. And then he goes to undo his mask to reveal who he is. And he just has this. Oh, he's got a mask. luchador mask on another luchador mask. He has another mask underneath the mask. Badass. Love the bit. And he does all these jokes that are a little edgy, but he just, he just enjoys them so hard. And some of them are tasteless and some of them are just really clever. It doesn't matter. He just really just sees it all the Swing way through. Swinging for the fences. And he does a bit that is, from a magic perspective, not the most complicated bit. But his comedy written around it is so outstanding that you you it does not it just it just goes fantastically cool. And then he in this and this is the hard part. They put in the, they put they put him in the first episode, and there's no one who has a better handling of Penn and Teller about to call their shit than what he did in the show, which was that they said, you know, now we know, you know, I bet you don't want us to take a look a closer look at this part of your trick. I mean, you don't want us to handle this part of your trick. And he says, wait, 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 before you finish that thought, know that if you just don't say it, you can have one of the best opening acts you've ever had in Vegas. You know? <laughs> just says like, just say I fooled you and you get me as your prize. <laughs> that was great. It. That was great. And it was the perfect line of logic. That's a to really have. great like, line. Of course you know how So is done. that is that part of the, the prize? They yeah, get yeah, to be yeah. openers yeah, yeah. for Penn and Teller yeah, for you come a while. Back and open Penn and Teller, yeah. For how long? Uh, I, I have no idea. For like a week run or something like that. Yeah, or? Maybe, yeah. Who once knows? I get once I get to the live show, they just keep me away, like a like a like a like a dog on the outskirts. Right. <laughs> that's their that's their yeah. territory. Well, yeah. I know on America's Got Talent. The TV Penn and Teller. I'm a house cat. Yeah. Live show. I am an alley cat. Mm. <laughs> I know America's Got Talent. The big thing is a Las Vegas show, and the and the Las Vegas show that they are promoting is a Las Vegas show. Yes. They get they, a, they, they, they do get one a, show in Las show. Vegas. Well, they, they also promote the million dollars. Oh, well, sure. Yeah. 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 Nice. Which which this is not promoting. <laughs> We're not promising it, million. No. CW money is not NBC money. No. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, so uh, that brings us to our last guy, Steve Brundage. Okay. So this is this is where I'm going to lift the skirt up on the show a little bit. Here we so go. If you watch the show, yes. Steve Brundage has this amazing routine with Rubik's cubes, two Rubik's cubes, uh, and then it just 
has Penn and Teller up on stage with them and says, how long should it take us to say they fooled us? And that's how that segment goes. That is absolutely not the way it went down when we taped. Okay. So Steve Brunage is a, is a unique act and he's a, and, and we, like you said, with a lot of the big visuals, we're not sure where they went going on the show. A lot of guys who really, really hardcore want to fool Penn and Teller know from watching season one, they want to do card tricks. And so looking for a variety of performers who wanted people who want to do all kinds of stuff just to make sure that we just didn't come out and just do four card cars, tricks and yeah. a Penadella trick is just not, that's not a really fun television show. Steve Brundage is an insane manipulator of Rubik's cubes. Okay. He's not necessarily a, you know, just card carrying magician. He has a Rubik's cube routine. He does not roll in the same circles. So he does stuff where, if you were watching from a magic perspective, you believe very awesome sleight of hand switches are happening on stage because things go from being a really mixed up Rubik's Cube to a perfectly solved Rubik's Cube. Okay? He is just a Rubik's Cube guy. So he's, 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 he's just solving the Rubik's Cube yeah. really he's fast. just solving it insanely fast. Right. So he drops a Rubik's Cube in the bag all mixed up and he goes, no, 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 I'm going to reach in and pull it right out. It, any magician that sees a guy go in the bag will say there's a switch in there or hidden compartment or some kind of something in there. He just is that quick that he can just reach in and know to move he switches enough. four or five moves wow. in a split second. He, he's competed for world records of switching these things in world records. Yeah. He does this bit where he takes at all. a Rubik's Cube and he goes to throw it behind his back. And there's just a little moment where he, where he, where he takes totally makes a Rubik's Cube, throws it behind his back, and it comes out fully solved behind his back. Wow. Now, he does a movement on it that actually buys him what is basically like 0.5 seconds, uh-huh. right? The way he the way he moves to throw behind his back isn't this quick throw behind the back. It just, I'm going to throw behind my back and then move and throw behind my back. You know what I mean? Like, that's the kind of time we're talking yep. about. So the time okay. that the magicians think that the switch happened. Exactly. All this is enough. And so while doing this, what he's doing is actually he's making his hands go to places where you can't see them. He's also a tall guy, and so but he goes to make tosses, so his hands flow below the table line, right? Mm. So I'm in the booth. I'm back in the booth, actually, while this goes on. And Johnny Thompson is the guy who makes the calls to whether or not... So you're way up, you can see what's going down? Yeah, yeah. And so while Penn and Teller talk, they talk in a way that communicates to the booth. Johnny Thompson listens in on their conversation to find out whether or not Penn and Teller are on to this guy. And there's this huge debate because basically, like, his hands go out of sight, so you think... There might be sleight of hand involved, so Pendel can start to, start to initially think he's pulling switches, he's pulling switches. But and as soon go, as that's not, but as soon as that's not the case, there's no other guess, right? Yeah. Like so, like Pendel can't say, and this is a game show, so they can't say, "We know how you did this. You're really good." <laughs> right. That's not enough of a. That's not enough of an answer. Right. Yeah. So it becomes this very frustrating conversation. We really don't know how you did it because like, your skill you just, is a mystery. Yeah, you did it is how you did it. Yeah. That's how you did <laughs> it. Yeah, your skill is so beyond. Yeah. We cannot comprehend it. You did exactly what you purported to do. So as <laughs> Penitella yeah, debate, one guesses switch and and one guesses, no, I think they actually just did it. And Johnny Thompson has to listen and be like, but, but I think you guys guessed switch, right? And they're like, no, we're discussing switch. But we're also discussing if you just did it. But if you just did it, how do we say... You just did you it. You did it. 
and this goes back and forth and the producers get involved and everyone gets involved and so the like you the guy's just really fucking good at solving a fucking Rubik's Cube yeah you can, you can put it in either hand you put you know whatever in an instant in an instant so he has he has in his storytelling uh, motif built this into a wing the thing that appears like a magic trick but you just watch but it's him it's just an incredible skill yeah you're just watching a guy with incredible it's not skill sleight of hand Yes, yeah. it's, it's athleticism. It's like trying to guess how a juggler does a 15-ball pass. He does it by juggling 15 he, balls. He does it. Yeah. yeah. And so because of this debate goes on and on, and how, so how do you, under the construct of the game show, figure out oh, how to do this? That's tough. My, my worldview on it is when people come up to me at a big soundboard when I'm working on something and say, uh, do you know what all those knobs do? Right. It's just, Yes. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There, the there are a couple of hundred knobs on this on this large console and yeah. I know what they all do. Yes. Pilots get the same question all the time. <laughs> but they but they say no. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, if I were a pilot, I would fuck with people so bad. I uh, know. That's why I'm glad you're a sound guy. We want your <laughs> occupations on the ground. <laughs> um so the I mean the answer was this he does they, what did they, they come up with? Well, they, I guess they said they, they they couldn't see him do it, do it. So he he fooled them. Oh, nice! Oh, so he's go. a fooler. But it was a really like it was a kind of like a weird sure thing. It just it wasn't a clean it's a gray area. It's a gray area for fooling for sure. Yeah, but for the purposes of the game show and just the purposes of good television, he was a fooler. Sure. Um, so that was just interesting because it cut, if you watch the show, it just goes like, "Wow, that was good," and, and it cuts the pen already on stage, Teller already on stage. And the statue, which you'll see in future episodes, come flying down from the ceiling. It's all just there. The fooler statue? Yeah. They a get a fool, statue? They get a statue that says they fooled. Ooh. Which is pretty cool. It's, it's a season two touch to make it a little more How visual. How big is it? It's, uh, it's like the size of the cross, like Jesus carrying a cross. No, it's, it's the size of a statue. <laughs> Eight feet. The size of a trophy. The size, the size of, of like just, an Oscar. You just said it's the size of a statue. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. What, you. What the fuck are you talking about? A statuette, I should have said. Oh, that... That helps, but doesn't <laughs> still doesn't. I asked, would you consider a Golden Globe, an Oscar, and an MTV Video Award to be like a proper grouping? Well, uh, uh, yeah, that that's an award, an award. Yes, yeah. So that's you said a, that's statue. A, I I know, and then I doubled down with a joke that talked about how big it was. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm aware of my misspeak. Why don't they just make them that fucking big next year? Why don't they just do it? Make it so good. You, you fooled us. You win a statue. Get, good luck getting that you know anywhere. What? Don't, now don't get off the stage. Don't write at midnight. Write CW. <laughs> Let's get those giant statues out there. Giant statues are killer. How about if you win, you you get a statue that goes in front of that goes in front of the Rio yeah. for a year. Yeah. You're a fool. You're good. You get a fool statue. Fooler's Garden. Fooler's in the back gar- of the Rio. Oh, fool's Mystery Garden. Yeah. The secret garden of the fools. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, yeah. So that should be... We got, we got to get you... We're switching our recording time starting next week. I'll, figure I'll out start watching the damn show. I'm not. I'm just saying. I want to watch it. Yes. I know. But I'll I'm watch it. We, uh, now that I've now that I've I've, I've shown it will you a be tricky of, next week too though it's still it's still there's a know, there's a there's a time crunchy window but I can make it happen I know I'll make it happen uh, I'll just buy you cable no you won't that's true that's horrible it's, that's it's a terrible <laughs> idea it's a terrible no idea. that's wrong I won't man we talked about Sprint last week I got a bone to pick with Sprint I got these new iPhones for me and the wifey yeah yeah and the guy at the Sprint <laughs> store would be like yeah ain't gonna be nothing no, no, nothing to it be like same same money you're spending now it ain't the same money. Whoa. Yeah. You got duped. Bill came in hot. 
Bill came in hot. Yeah. What? What? Uh, how did they get you? Was it data usage? Uh, I don't know exactly what's going on. Some of it was that quote unquote activation fee, which yeah. okay. we're going to have a discussion about the activation fee. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, the rest of it, I got to figure it out because the guy said it'd be right on where we were paying, and it ain't there. So, That's I, so I have gotten AT and T to waive our upgrade fee every time we've done it. Because yeah. AT&T does a $40 upgrade fee every time you change phones. Preposterous. Yeah. Preposterous. And, I, and I've gotten to waive that every time. So what should, is that for? That is for the it. man handing me a phone? Right. Get out of here. Even if I buy it at the Apple store. Yeah, I bought it at the fucking store. Yeah. I didn't do anything. You know how like uh, if like certain like old uh, old buildings are like grandfathered into old codes, but you can't like touch a thing or else everything has to go up to code? Mm-hmm. That's my current Verizon plan. Like I, yeah. I have a oh, really yeah. old plan. Yeah. That's my AT and T plan. They keep trying to add incentives to it, but then I switch the plan. But then that would come with then. Right now, I've I've had I've had unlimited data since yeah. I've yep yep. I uh, I yeah, I still have unlimited. I changed data with up AT&T. my plan. Yeah, I, I changed up it. my plan for yeah. this new thing. Yeah. I hope I didn't completely fuck myself forever. That's what I was curious. I was curious how or what. Yeah, maybe I don't know. We'll see. But neither one of you, are you, neither one of you guys are big data users on your phone, right? You guys don't watch movies on your phone. Mm, not, I use no, a ton not anymore. Of data. I, I use my old phone. To watch movies, I, no. I use tons of data. On uh, yeah, my phone. I, 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 but I mean, I, I do a lot of stuff on my phone. No, I know that, but but yeah, you know. but no, I'm not watching a ton of movies on my yeah, phone. Yeah. That my my old phone is now has now become my little bedside movie channel. Oh, so I've still got it with Netflix on there and everything. I can just use my you know wireless to just play. I'm the same thing. It's I wonderful. have uh, I have an old uh, projector from a drive-in that I keep next to my bed that I broadcast movies. I would love on my, that. On the wall that would be my... oh, that would be a dream. <laughs> Fall asleep with movies on the ceiling. Oh, oh, it'd be so good. I swear, I can't get enough noise and bullshit. <laughs> To fall asleep, you gotta too. get yourself a drive-in projector. Then it's not only just the movie, but constant <laughs> grinding away. <laughs> it's so good. My wife would just murder me straight after that. You die tonight. Tonight you die. I keep having dreams where we live in a helicopter. <laughs> oh man, we live in a helicopter. Uh, so scoops. I go to sleep with right, the right movie in, driving. Right, right, in your, right in your scoop mail about whatever your phone plan is. <laughs> Do you like it? Do you not like it? All right, let's get it. Is it better than Paul's? Let's get so scoop I'm, mail. I'm, I'm confident it is. <laughs> it's me, Strawberry Rosewood Scoop. I have Verizon. I have Verizon. We're gonna become just nothing, nothing but a cell phone podcast. Totally just. Cell Not phone even a cell phone plan podcast. Reporting, yeah. reporting on people's cell Have phone you plans. asked them what the fees are for taxes and fees? <laughs> That's where they get you. That's you know what? Get you. I, I, I'm sure there is a podcast out there about cell phones. Oh, there has to be. Cell phone plans. There has to be. That's cool. That's but until then, until then, just like Steve Winwood, we are the number one <laughs> cell phone plan podcast oh, we are, the we are still the number one steve winwood we cast. are number one steve winwood forget cast. about it we're the number one cell phone plan shopping <laughs> podcast there is you know what that second one i bet you we're not i'm almost sure there is one out there but until next week a, we are okay right in my mind scoops let yeah. us know who's got us licked no don't let us know <laughs> do not let us know about that shit
<laughs> like you fucking care, Jacob. You're not even on Twitter. You'll never see any of this stuff. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Tweet the tweet the shit out of it. <laughs> just don't just don't email it. In. <laughs> tweet it all at the famous Paul. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay, dude. I don't care. I'm interested. Uh, we got one here from Sean and Aaron. I currently live in Southern Maryland, and I would like to attend your event at Tyranny's Tavern in Yay! Montclair, New Jersey. Huzzah! I'm originally from New Jersey, and I have been listening since the beginning. August 15th, 3 p.m. Ooh, 3 p.m. 3 p.m. Oh, coming in hot. We're a matinee. We're doing afternoon matinee. show? Matt Maddie's matinee? It's Matt Maddie's matinee. Do you don't know it's an afternoon show? I'm glad I brought it up. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I'm one of these guys. I don't even realize. I don't even know when we're leaving. I know, yeah. <laughs> but I don't think we know yet, do no, we? No, we don't. Yeah. So Vegas time, it's going to be drinking at noon. That's what you're saying. Yeah. Are we, Perfect. Are we, we going to be taking a red eye in, maybe? I'm trying to get an early Friday. Get us an early Friday. Ahead. Day yeah, ahead. Day before, yeah, because I'm actually going to teach a workshop for the pit that morning. All right, cool. Uh, so um, I'm originally from New Jersey, and I've been listening since the beginning. I am looking forward to meeting you guys and other scoops. Uh, you mentioned that if we were coming from a far distance, we should give you a heads up. I am very much looking forward to seeing you in my home state. Thank you guys for all the free entertainment and give my, that you give my girlfriend and me each week. We are looking forward to seeing you in Montclair. We'll see you soon. Nice. And that's yeah. Sean and Aaron. What do we got? Like 40-something people coming to the thing already? Uh, already on the Facebook invite, we have 50 people who 50? have confirmed. 50? Yeah. Correct. And That's about 45 more than I expected. <laughs> I initially thought there'd be like no one there. I was no, really pushing dinner no, for like 15 people in the afternoon. Good. It's going to be But good. actually, it's going to be a thing because I just, I, I actually was like, oh shit, I should invite my actual friends. So yeah, I you've did that just too. started with your actual friends that are in New Jersey. That's yes. a whole other. That's a whole other thing. That, yeah. That's a I good. That's you a guys. good. I am so two or much, three people. I am so much more <laughs> interested in going to the Landlocked Scoop Fest than I am and going on the cruise. Uh, Both are going to be hot business. I yeah. Don't don't you. sell the cruise short. No, no, no. The That's, cruise is going to be insane. The cruise is going to be... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The, 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 they're both going to be awesome, yeah. but the cruise is a week of shenanigans. Yeah. Uh, what are we going to get up Paul to? Paul and I trapped on a boat. Oh, for gosh sakes. Hey, uh, and, and Jacob, are you for sure coming yet or no? You don't know yet. Uh, we were just talking about it last night. We're not, we're not, we, we don't know. We don't fucking know. If it happens and we're doing recordings on the boat, yes. well, forget Well, here's it. the thing. We, Jacob, we need a plan B for if you don't go, we we have to record on oh, the boat. Oh, we yes. do. We have to record on the yeah. boat. Yeah. You got to give us a... And I basically offered us an, an activity. Cassette. I basically said like... Uh, <laughs> Cassette tape. An cassette tape case, we, said like, we said like, oh yeah, we'll teach a workshop. We'll also record a podcast because I basically was like, we're going to do that anyway. <laughs> we're going to be recording a podcast. So you can either give right. us a room, we're going to do it, or we'll just do yeah. it in our cabin. Yeah. But uh, no, we'll we got to do it. We got to do it in a room with, with an with audience. This, oh, dude, a live audience podcast is so different. I agree. So I've, different. I've done it with uh, Penn Sunday School. I See, it'd be so much fun. Um, but uh, yeah, so come on out to Tierney's Tavern for Landlock Scoop Fest. It is an afternoon show. That's a big important thing uh, because. We the, there was a conflict with the band. The band was already booked in that night. So there was already a band oh, booked, and so the only way to do it was in the afternoon. So it's from three to five thirty. Um, so what you're saying is there are going to be a shit ton of scoops watching this random band in New Jersey. Yes, chances are. And what's weird is that the guys that sing in this band look a lot like Paul and I. So they might not notice. <laughs> is that, that they, for real? No, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who the fucking band is. <laughs> I was like, oh, we have a conflict with the band. Well, who are they? What do they look like? No, you'll know soon. That's true. We got a message here from Double D Scoop. Double D. Right. Hey, guys. I had to write in and share my own accidental D's nuts experience. <laughs> I attended Central Dolphin High School in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, and our mascot was the Ram. The CD Go Rams. The CD Rams. 
had a great football team and an even better student cheering section. We would show up in our team colors, green and white, with the letters CD painted all over our faces. But the best part was when we would rally in the stands and chant CD's nuts. Thanks for making me smile and remember these great oh times. God. I hope to see you at the Landlocked Scoop Fest. Rachel, a.k.a. the Double D Scoop. If I went to that high school, I would still be there joking about it to this day. I would never have left. <laughs> He's just, I'm staying for this bit. This CD's nuts. This commitment. CD's nuts. Ram my nuts. CD's nuts. Ram my nuts. Ram, Ram my nuts. Ram my nuts. <laughs> I do. I think it's really interesting uh, how these these goofs come in and out of, of favor. Yeah. It's really weird. Like these nuts was a joke when I was a kid. Absolutely. And now, like I've never—I mean, I've heard of fashion coming back and stuff, but this is a joke. But it wasn't—it wasn't like it wasn't like the whole time we were kids either. Like for me, no. it was like junior high. Yeah, it was like yeah. two years of junior high where the D's nuts stuff, and then it went away. And we didn't really do D's nuts in high school. Yeah, it's, it's, in fact, it's a summer. It's a. It was a summer gag. You just remember one summer of full one of D's summer nuts, of full of and all then, these D's nuts, and then that was it. <laughs> Yeah, it goes quick, man. Yeah. Stuff comes and goes. Like these nuts. <laughs> I hope my nuts don't go. These right? nuts come and go. <laughs> I do want them to come. Yeah. They go and come and come and go. Ooh. Uh, we got one from Scoop Lancelot. Hello, you deliciously funny guys. You are the only podcast, and I have... You are oh, the only use podcast. Use your words. Use we are your not words. the only podcast. That, <laughs> is, just, that is just not true. We, we are not, not the, the only, only podcast. podcast. But I like that... That we, we are, are the called only, the only podcast. We are the only cell phone podcast. We are the one true podcast. <laughs> yeah. You have a cell phone I, yeah. plan. Cell phone plan. We are your. Podcast. We are your cell phone plan carrier. Problem I, answers. I bet that means we're the only <laughs> podcast Lancelot listens to. Oh, okay. Uh, and uh, Lancelot has gone back and listened from episode one all the way up to present day, which oh. I don't think any of us have. No, you no. guys started nine. You started nine. <laughs> Uh, with all the inside jokes from previous episodes and the stories from your personal life, the podcast really feels like hanging out with a good friend each week. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> we do try to keep it fresh. But... <laughs> I suppose times... we have to concede. <laughs> concede these times... nuts! Oh! oh! Stay got, down. got him! Got me! <laughs> no, it's Gotti. I'll stay uh, down. <laughs> I will stay down. Uh, you there have many... got me. There are many times when I come home to my fiance and I've started a conversation uh, with this is what I heard on Ice Cream Social. Right. She thinks it's odd I talk about you guys like we were best friends. We are. Tell uh, your wife she's weird. <laughs> that's right. Uh, we are getting married on August 1st, 2015, and we'll be taking a road trip honeymoon. Because oh. I hate the radio, she is nice enough to let me play my podcast, oh. which means... She will have to listen to you. Oh. This sounds like a perfect way to start a marriage. Yeah. Start, start with the open mouth blowjob story. <laughs> That's gold. It lo- apparently, rich dudes love that story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was hoping you guys could help me show how much I love her at the same time showing her just how amazing you guys are by singing a song. Her name is Megan. She is a figure skater, a school teacher, a runner, and will be an all-around amazing wife for dealing with me and all my craziness, fucking you lovingly in the faces with a pink dildo, Scoop Lancelot. P.S. I am also a woman. Yes, we are lesbians. Yay, equal marriage. Nice. Congratulations. So, so uh, awesome. We, do we have a song for Megan, the uh, school teaching running figure skater? Man, she hates sitting still. <laughs> <laughs> she never stops. 
perfect. Oh, yeah. Scoop Lancelot, was it? And Megan? Scoop Lancelot and like Megan. It. All right, cool. Oh, yeah, we got this. Oh! <laughs> A remix of sorts, yeah. You taught my heart how to love You're like a ray of sunshine from above You skated into my life Do a figure eight on my brain Never ever leave me You can run, just don't run away Stay with me until my dying day so that I can say to you, I want you, Megan, again and again and again and again, Megan, again and again, Megan, again again again, again and again, again, my lesbian, Megan, again again. Again and again and again, Megan. I want you again and again, Megan. Again, my lesbian, Megan. Lesbian friend, Megan. Again and again, again and again, Megan. Again and again, Megan. Again, don't make me beg again, again, Megan. Again. I don't see how that could have been better. There you go. That's a hit. Absolutely. Uh, although I have to say, I'm still partial to "While You're Sleeping," <laughs> the original <laughs> version of that track, <laughs> which was the super creeper "While You're Sleeping." Oh yeah, yeah, but yeah. I I like that. I like that. That's some that's some Tony Longworth, right? Yeah, 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 dude. Tony, that's a that's a great that's piece a to rip over. It's a yeah, yeah. great piece to riff over. It's really great. So uh, yeah, congratulations, Scoop Megan, and uh, hopefully soon to be Scoop uh, or Scoop uh, Scoop Lancelot, and hopefully soon to be Scoop Megan. Yeah, send us wedding photos, please. Hot yeah, lesbian send, wedding photos. for that. <laughs> yeah, send us honeymoon photos. What yeah. are you talking about? <laughs> just, just send us now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just send us now. Just send, send us, us now. Send us our hero, okay? <laughs> I've lost, lost my total grip. <laughs> Grip of the grip of the. See, I can't even finish that sentence. Nope. All right. Next mail. Megan was almost a scoop. Here's one from Kiki Scoop. <laughs> I'm writing you fine fuckers today to ask for advice, mostly on behalf of a particular scoopy friend of mine. When one is trying to do something, the hardest thing to do is get started to go from zero to one. Sure. What sort of thoughts slash advice can you give on taking that first step and just getting started? Whether it's getting your first job, moving out, or just taking on a big project. Spankingly yours, Kinky Scoop. Well, I would answer this question, except I'm afraid to take the first step towards answering it. Boy, here we yes. go. So I can't do it. Uh, I'll answer it with a, uh, a kind of a Tony Robbins sort of thing. Go, Tony. So like Tony Robbins, I, I listened to one of his programs way back, way back. But it did motivate me to move to L.A. Yeah. And, and, and take classes with the Groundlings and all that kind of thing. And his whole thing is... Uh, we are usually motivated more by pain than pleasure as far as getting action done. Sure. So if if you are looking to start something and you don't know exactly how to start it, get it in your head as to what are the things that you will be losing and what are the things that will cause you pain down the road for not starting this activity. Oh, I like that one. Oh, that, 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 that. it's a good motivator. 
I would my, say, go ahead, Jacob. I, I was just saying, my thing is always steps. I figure out the steps that are that are required, and then you just start at step one. You you just uh, you just have to. But Jacob, started. how do you how do you start that first step? How do you get the motivation to start that first step? Well, That's the oh, problem. Wait a minute. My my first. You're breaking step. this into a that. Now she's got ten different ones first steps. <laughs> Shit, man! You you ten times the problem. Oh no. Well, I don't want a ten times the problem. <laughs> you just did. You just done ten times the problem. You did ten times the problem, Jacob. Episode title. <laughs> that is a good episode title. Um, you just ten times the problem. I would say. Uh, 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 I forget who's the writer that says like buy yourself a cookie. Like he basically is like. I oh, that's Paul Mattingly. No, no, no. It could be. There is this. Uh, no, my mine would be buy yourself a bag of cookies. Is a famous movie writer who's who basically is like when I write, I I I actually go ahead and treat myself right for, away for writing, just doing for doing my job, just for doing my job. Yeah, it's like that's pretty great. And so. Uh, you can come up with a way to incentivize yourself just for taking so, the first step. There you go. It's carrot or stick. Carrot or make stick. Your, there. Make your choice. And the only other thing I'll just say is like uh, p- people, uh, failure is not the same thing as a waste of time. Those are two very different things. That's sure. a good point. And so that's a very failing good point. at something brings you all kinds of learning and knowledge. It's like people I know who are like are afraid to move. But like, if unless you, unless unless there's a family thing involved or whatever, like move, do it because coming back after hating where you moved to, it's fine. I done. It's I did, a lot I did it easier. in LA. I yeah. hate. I learned so much about what yeah. I'll put up with and how much I hate Los Angeles yeah. traffic. Um, you also have no idea what other opportunities you're going to have, and so like by having failed with other things, uh, you know, I mean, uh, an example. For my own life, getting getting to write this on Fool Us, yeah, came from me be, putting together uh, very mediocre sketch shows and a couple of horrible uh, uh, first couples takes at roasts before yeah. I want to get better at writing roasts, which sharpened my joke writing, you know, uh, and then uh, you know all kinds. I mean, all, I mean all kinds of failures. I mean, Paul and I, just in Vegas, just in six years. This podcast is probably like our the fifth or sixth thing that yeah. we've really put some they effort really behind. Really put some effort behind to, to, to try and get something going for the two of us. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it's finally starting to catch some traction. Exactly. And we've learned so much through all those other processes. Uh, we've learned that it's yeah, this is yeah, yeah. So like, failure is not a waste of time. So. There's, you're gonna you're gonna figure out all kinds of shit by doing. Mm-hmm. So just do anything, take the first step because falling flat on your face is is progress. Mm-hmm. And you're always happier doing as well. Yes. When you're when you decide you want to do something and then you do it, I mean, there's a satisfaction to that. Just reading this whole thing about successful like multi billionaires and all this kind of stuff. And yeah. One of those other things that too. To ice cream social. What you were talking about too, Jacob? <laughs> you know, well, well, I watched the Roosevelts. Did you watch that? No, I heard no. it was great. I it's fantastic. Watch it. But Teddy was an, was a fucking madman. There's yeah. just no two ways sure. about it. But his he whole thing. A moose. But his whole thing was get a, uh, get action, stay sane. That was his whole thing. He was always doing stuff to not be alone with his crazed thoughts. Right. And oh. the, so there's that. Just go. Mm-hmm. Don't fucking worry about it. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing that I read with all these multimillionaires was like get decisive. A bad decision is far better than no decision at all. Oh, yeah, yeah. I like that yeah. a lot. A bad choice 
is always more advantageous than I, no I choice. I agree with that so much. Yeah, it's the it's the it's the Hamlet situation, right? Hey, have uh, have SJ- Hammond Hall all day, and your play is over, and you didn't get yep. anything done. You wanted it done. Have SJ or I ever told you how we decided to move to Vegas? No, how? No. Uh, our friend said, "Hey, I just got a scholarship at UNLV to go study screenwriting, so I'm going to move to Vegas." We literally had like a five minute conversation during which we decided to move to Vegas. Wow. And and then like two months later we were in Vegas. Maybe not even that long. It might have been like a month later. That's awesome. The decision for me to go to Vegas was a very similar thing. My friend sent me an email saying they were still hiring for actors out at the experience. And I was like, I'm going to Vegas. I bought a yeah. one way ticket. My uh, girlfriend at the time said uh, I got the really great gig. Do you want to keep dating me? And I was like, yeah. So we moved to Vegas. There you go. No, hey. no, no that's not the way it went That's down. not how it went down? No. You totally just you scooped us? No, I oh I I, <laughs> I was you guys are making examples of decisions and ours was not it was it, 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 it's a long, drawn out, thoughtful process. We had to figure, no, actually it was, it was. Yeah. 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 We had to figure out fast, but it was it, was, it took a lot of we explored a lot of options and But sure. I mean thoughtful process is the more normal way of doing something yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. Right. Too. And it's Good and it's but but Making a decision, just do it. Yeah, like Nike say. Yeah, and and I mean, I'm not kidding around with the uh, with the steps. I mean, my my thing is always I plan it out, and I have my I have the steps that I need to that I need to do, and then that becomes much more manageable. Yeah, and you should listen to Jacob, who is by far the most successful person in this room. It's true; <laughs> he definitely has the house. Uh, so when you break it into smaller segments, yeah, that, that is something I've heard many times. But too. I mean, and I do that sometimes. You can, you can eat a car in in small little portions. Yep. Did you say eat a car? <laughs> you can eat a car. You've never heard that example? No. Yeah, you can like like it's because I've because if you know me, you know that I've taken every eating challenge anyone's ever handed me. Well, you can eat a car. All right. Anybody can eat a car. You like grind it down and everything, and then you like sprinkle a little bit of car into every meal, and you know, in a couple of years later, you've eaten a car. That was like Paul and I want to get on at midnight. We decided step one: ask every listener to tweet about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, and that's all we figured out so far. And by the end of the year, we'd eaten a car. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold on. Shit. Oh, damn. That didn't work at all. Oh, your plan is bullshit, Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> I just keep eating cars. <laughs> Jacob, all right. Jacob, help me. Ice Cream Social does not recommend that you eat a car. <laughs> <laughs> at least not all at once. <laughs> we got a message here from Eastbound and Down, loading up and scooping. Oh boy, Lord, that's pretty good. good. That's, they're getting, they're getting like better and better. I like that they're one a lot. Better and better. Good lord. <laughs> hey y'all. Hey y'all. You requested more shitty job stories, and I believe I can deliver. Here it comes. All right. I'm an over the road long haul truck driver. One of the implied but rarely spoken of aspects of my job is that I have to be very mindful of what my upcoming routes are and plan my meals accordingly. Right. Sure. It's never a good idea. diapers. Exactly. It's never a good idea to load up on beans and asparagus before doing a run through an area with very little in the way of civilization and facilities with running water, if you know what I mean. We don't know what you mean. Please explain. I know exactly what you mean. Or entering a brothel. That's true. Oh, oh, oh. You know there's some guy out there that does that. On purpose? Yeah. He just like... Fetish is pissing off right, a brothel. Just, 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 just being nasty to the ladies. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go order everything twice off the Taco Bell and, and eat it all right before I go to get hit. I want go, to hear Paul refer sex. to prostitutes as the ladies more often. The ladies. 
So I paid the ladies. Um, and uh, I, I need more of Paul referring to prostitutes as the ladies in my life. That was, that was a good call there, Jay. Tavern. You caught that. I call them ladies because they're classy ladies. Because they're ladies. At Tierney's Tavern, there's a woman that would come in once in a while who would blow up the bathroom if she had more than one beer. Ooh. That's unfortunate. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on, what? That's an unfortunate condition in a bar. She just shit everywhere. Yes. Okay. In a way that we had to clean. That up. you had to clean up. Was like, yeah. you, and you knew the lady. Yes, we eventually figured out that this. And you're, and you're like, guys, cut her off at one because yes. she cannot hold it. That cut eventually had to become the policy. Beer. We had to, be able to figure <gasps> really? out. Really? Like, yeah. Oh. We had to figure out. She we, shit in the bathroom so much. That you fucking Encyclopedia browned her ass to the point. Brown is right. <laughs> encyclopedia. What can Encyclopedia Brown do for you? Uh, he can figure out who's shitting up the bathroom. <laughs> it took some detective work. I, I'm guessing. But when when you clean up that kind of a mess, camps. you don't want to do that more than once in your life. You and know? How, many t- how many times did you have to clean that up? It took maybe about three or four times before we started to figure out who was the culprit. Yeah. Oh. Was she was she not well kept as a human? That was the thing. She was very well kept as a human. She was. You would not pick. So she threw you. Person, yes. Classy but assy. (laughs) (laughs) Episode title. I already forgot the old one. (laughs) Me too. That's Uh, why I like that one. Yeah, classy but assy sounds good to me. All right. Uh, I promise you, Paul, that your cheeseburger and porn criteria for the apocalypse is a great guideline, but if you were a trucker, you'd add access to plumbing. I agree. I agree. But those all kind of factor in for me. If I can't eat my cheeseburger, then clean my hands well before playing video games, shit on that. Oh, man. Kill yourself. I'm not going to handle my controllers with greasy hands. No way. Yeah, kill yourself. Truly, kill yourself. Kill yourself. So a few years ago, I was finishing a run uh, one evening and decided to hit up a Taco Bell. I had just gotten back into What did my- I say? Yep. It's the nightmare inducer. I had just gotten back into my rig and thrown down a few burritos when my dispatch oh, called. A few. <laughs> a few. Do not measure your burritos in the plural under any circumstance. <laughs> what about Burrito Tuesday? <laughs> oh, well, never mind. Never right? Mind. Except, story, except story, on Burrito Tuesday. This story obviously. might take place on a Tuesday, in which case I, I, I'll, I'll rein it in. <laughs> So I just thrown down a few burritos when my dispatcher called me and let me know that they were uh, tacking on a secondary pickup and delivery because another driver had to bail due to his wife going into labor. Uh, uh, <laughs> yes, dispatch? Driver, driver, driver dispatch. Uh, go ahead, dispatch. Uh, you say another pickup? Uh, you're looking to have me uh, run another, uh, another pickup? Come yeah, we're going to have you run another pickup. Uh, rabbit ears on that. I got you, but uh, I'm uh, I'm I'm already carrying a second load as it is. <laughs> come come again. Uh, I got uh, I got some dumps in the trunk. Uh, oh, you just went Taco Bell? Yes. <laughs> Taco Tuesday, burrito Tuesday. You know it's Tuesday. Tuesday. I know what, I know what day it is. Yeah, you know you know dispatch. <laughs> It was only a few hundred miles away. There are some pretty strict DOT rules regarding how far a driver can drive in a certain amount of time and how frequently and how long they have to stop. Duration of time? Duration of travel? DOT. I'm thinking uh, Department of Transportation. Probably right. That's that's my guess. I bet it's it's dining on tacos. (laughs) (laughs) I retract my guess. I was going to say absurd, but that's too on point. I can't mess with that. Dining on tacos is good. I've got a strict DOT rule about DOT. where I've been dining on tacos. I've got to be within a 20-minute radius of a bathroom. 
My cousin is a long haul trucker, so a cat. If you're listening, uh, tell us what DOT is. Hey, you got it. it's Department of Transportation. You got it. That's Although my, dining on tacos, I like dining on tacos though. <laughs> Who uh, doesn't? I still had some log miles to burn for Pink the tacos. day what? and time to do it. Pink tacos. I'm glad I hit it again because I got Jacob slurping. <laughs> oh God. Slurpy Jacob. Uh, that wasn't me slurping. All right. If it wasn't you, you got a Slurpy ghost. <laughs> slurpy slurpy ghost. ghost. A Slurpy poon hungry ghost. <laughs> That's a country song I've ever heard. Yeah. Uh, could you play that for us, please, Jacob? Yeah, yeah I think I've got it over here somewhere. Let me see it. Slurpy the poon hungry ghost. <laughs> This here's a legend. <laughs> so take it as such. On the lonesome prairie, I set up my camp, tie off my horse, make sure my tent fly ain't too damp. Settle in for the night with my lady by my side. But in the evening, we were disturbed by some pussy hungry motherfucker who recently died. It was Slurpy, the pern slooping ghost. Slurpy, the poon hungry ghost. He lives in the desert all alone. He wants nothing to do with your bone. But if you're a lady and you're out for the eve, Watch out for your poon, cause it'll get a slurp indeed. Per slurpy, <laughs> the poon hungry ghost. That slurpy. SJ is hiding in her sweater, and it made me lose my shit. <laughs> In your defense, SJ always does that when she hears a hit. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. Good. We're good. Yeah, We're yeah. good then. When she, when she hears something that's going right to the top of the charts. Slurpy the poon hungry ghost. Fairies <laughs> her face in embarrassment. The truth is, if we didn't sing about it, then no, then the world wouldn't be warned. <laughs> well, it's a legend. We have to remember that we're it's doing. It's a legend. We're doing travelers a service. <laughs> right, they're out there in the desert. They're out in the desert. They be gotta careful. watch out. <laughs> Get your poon slurped. Don't, don't do it. Don't do it. He's a polter slurper. I didn't think slurper. I didn't think we would. I didn't think we were gonna cut off this guy's email to go to someplace grosser than where he's going. But that's exactly what we did. You underestimated all of us. Okay. <laughs> we gotta go. So. I still had some log miles to burn for the day and time to do it, so off I went into the night. Oh. Watch out for Slurpee. Oh. Slurpee will get you. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
Oh man, <laughs> I've broken Jacob. You've broken Jacob. He's the only way we move on. <laughs> right, <it's true. laughs> if we break Jacob, the podcast comes to a screeching halt. We can't go no, anywhere. We can't. We're, just fucking, we're four flat tires out here. <laughs> About 90 minutes had passed, and I was in the middle of nothing, which is located just outside of goddamned nowhere population me. Oh. To be more specific, the back sticks of Iowa. Oh. And then I felt Lovely it. sticks back there. Oh. You know what I felt? Slurpee? Don't act like you don't. A suburban gurgling? <laughs> Gotta be Slurpee. Suburban gurgling. <laughs> I felt the cold tongue of Slurpee. <laughs> felt... The, the, the walls of an old German U-boat going a thousand feet deeper in the water. Ping, 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 ping. The pressure, the pressure. Oh, the pressure's too much. We have to rise, Captain. We have to rise. That movement in your lower abdomen that starts off like you've got a remote control truck motor turning over in your intestine and then intensifies to feel like razor blades in a blender. I knew it was only a matter of minutes before the brown beer was out of hibernation, or the brown bear was out of hibernation and ready to leave the cave. The I think both beer. are accurate. <laughs> both are perfectly fair. Both are fair, fair metaphors at this point. I can barely see the computer screen. I just want to say, does before it, we finish... Does a beer shit in the woods? I just want to... <laughs> <laughs> this, this guy's about to find out. This guy's about to find out. Oh, it is absolutely your fault. You you can't go to Taco Bell and inspect zero repercussions. No, yeah. no, no, no. At no time yeah. can you you make a contractual agreement. Yeah, I will probably get uncontrollable diarrhea. Yeah. Uh, so I hadn't seen a sign for any facilities in a good while. So I called over the horn. They heard you were coming. They tore them all down. <laughs> like, I know. I know what this guy just ate. Fucking, he's not going to my toilet. The sheeter is on his way. Yeah. Hide the signs that I say did, there's I a did. pooping place. I hear the truck. El oh, Shitoro. No. El Shitoro is on his way. Hide the signs. Don't let him ruin another bathroom. Another. Oh, Slurpee, Slurpee. This is not the time. Our baños are in distress. <laughs> we may lose another baño to the sheeter. <laughs> The very famous <laughs> Iowa Spanish population. <laughs> of course, of course, you know them well. <laughs> Both the of old them. Iowa bandoleros that hide in the back sticks of Iowa. We we are we keep to ourselves. There's not a lot of other traffic out here except for people who want to use our shitters. They ruin our baños and leave. Baño bandidos. We will not tolerate it anymore. So many good episode titles. <laughs> we should just use the episode titles for all of our episodes. Right, for, the, for, the, for, for the foreseeable five next episodes or so. We've got it. <laughs> so I hadn't seen a sign for any facilities in a good while, so I called over to the horn to any other drivers in the area and asking for asking for recommendations. One guy told me that he had just used the restroom at a greasy spoon mom and pop diner off an exit I was approaching and that I should go there. He also warned me that he thought they were about to close for the night oh. and that I should drop the hammer a bit to get there before they did. Oh, man. I found the place easily and just in time. Grizzly was starting to growl. I pulled my rig up out back, locked up, and shuffled quickly around to the front. Without slowing down, I entered and made a beeline right towards the restrooms, passing about 15 people eating oh, excuse me, eating at tables as I went. I was on the throne giving back to my kingdom for about 15 minutes. Ooh. 
While conducting my business, I had noticed that the sounds and noise from the diner had grown softer. Oh, no. And finally just stopped completely. Oh, no. That's when the lights went off. Oh, no. Oh, no. They left. I realized that they had closed and that they didn't know I was in there. I kind of panicked. I pulled out my Zippo for some light and started banging on the wall, yelling, Hey guys, I'm still in here. I'm shitting in the bathroom, guys. Hey, can anyone hear me? I'm shitting in the bathroom. And so they think I'm still he's shitting a ghost. in the goddamn bathroom, guys. I'm still in this motherfucker. Oh no. If he hadn't slurped between all the words, they wouldn't have thought he was a ghost. That's nope. true. It's his fault. He's the one that started the legend. While doing this, I'm also trying to use the John Wayne toilet paper because it won't take shit off of anybody mm-hmm. to wipe my ass. That's, I've that's, used, that's I've good. used that before. I uh, I, I like that. I like that insult of toilet paper. I do. I, I prefer the Captain Kirk toilet paper. What's that? Circles Uranus, taking out Klingons. <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah, it's good stuff. It's good. That stuff. implies it's good toilet paper. It is good. That's, that's why good I prefer paper, it. Yeah. The John Wayne is rough and tough and doesn't take yeah. shit off of anyone. Right. No, uh, thank you. So yeah. I'm going back and forth with my two hands to do three things. Hold my Zippo, wipe, and bang. Oh, my God. And bang? On the door bang. or the wall. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank say, you, Jacob. Say, no, <laughs> That's I what thought, it sounded like. I thought he was saying, he was saying I'm holding That's my Zippo, I'm guys. wiping, and then suddenly I cross the streams and I set a <laughs> wad of toilet paper shit on fire. Uh, or like made, I made some kind of dirty bomb. <laughs> accidentally. Dirty bomb. Accidentally. Well, we don't know where this is headed. We I don't, don't know, know where this is headed. He might still make a dirty bomb. We don't know. Uh, I got things taken care of and my pants back up and headed out of the stall to see if I was locked in. That's when the lights came back on. <gasps> oh, no. I realized that the restroom had automatic motion lights and I had just been in the stall too long. I exited the bathroom and everybody <laughs> stopped eating to stare at me. I'm certain I heard a vinyl record scratch. <laughs> this is the best. This is the best. Hilarious. Finally, one guy just said, Yep, we got it, buddy. Message received. Ten more. Ten more. You were shitting. You're in that motherfucker. Thanks for letting us know. And then the restaurant started laughing. I bowed my head in shame and looked at my feet as I got the fuck out of Dodge as fast as I could before anybody had a chance to inquire how long I had been suffering from Tourette's. That is amazing! (laughs) Delivering the dicks that fuck you in the face, eastbound and down, loading up and scooping. Oh, yeah! Oh, that was... Gold. Oh, Fucking so gold. good. So oh. good. <laughs> Man, that is a good story. Oh. Motion sensing lights in the bathroom. They all heard it. Oh. Just yelling. I'm shitting in here. I'm shitting in here. I'm still in this motherfucker. <laughs> we got it, buddy. We got you. Oh, that's so good. Oh, man. Uh. <laughs> I, this is let the, don't eat Taco Bell. No, that's the fucking lesson. Here. That's the lesson. Do not eat Taco, do not Taco Bell because you're not sane. Uh, one of my 
favorites, Neil Hamburger. Yeah. America's Funny Man. Yeah. Uh, he runs a Twitter account. Mm-hmm. And every now and then, he'll get a wild hair. Mm-hmm. And he'll just search on Twitter mm-hmm. for tweets about Taco Bell making people feel sick. <laughs> and he will just put up like just 50. Retweets them he'll just retweet like 50 in a row. And it's just like, oh. oh my God, that Taco Bell made me feel so bad. I'm never eating there again. Mm-hmm. Oh Lord, I'm barfing right now. Taco Bell, damn you. Oh, two burritos and I still, I have I have been shitting for a week. Taco Bell, damn you. And I, I mean, it's I was laughing. amazing. I was laughing because <clears throat> for a second I was like, Oh, what if we ever have to get a sponsorship of Taco Bell? <laughs> and then I was like, we have an episode called Taco Bell Hospital. Yeah, it's not happening. <laughs> we are not in danger not of getting a sponsorship not, from Taco Bell. No, no. Would, Nor would we want to. No, I mean, no, no, that'd no, be we, the most disingenuous thing that we could possibly do. Yeah. I only go to Taco Bell if I want to shit. <laughs> That's your last Unfor- Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, mm, I could go get something to... But yeah, no, you don't have to. Oh, no, man. Taco Bell's the. How much time are we in? We've done a couple of songs. We've, like six, <laughs> like we've, we've got just this. enough time for some Jock versus Nerd. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I just, in my head, I just realized we started with the Cosby story. <laughs> this is a juicy one. This has been a long episode. Uh, this is, we're, we're still good. Okay, good. I shouldn't talk over the music. Taco Bell explosion. <laughs> <laughs> Slurpee. Slurpee. <laughs> Slurpee, damn you. Slurpee. Get out of here, Slurpee. Get out of here, Slurpee. <laughs> we got no poop for you. <laughs> Just poles in here, Slurpee. No, no poop for you, Slurps. Get out. Get out of here. Eat you, it. You, stink, you stinky old ghost. Uh, we got one from Kiki Scoop coming to us from Jock vs. Nerd Town. Okay. Hey there, Shrinky Dinks. I have a little Jock vs. Nerd action for Shrinky you. Dinks. Although I personally am a nerd, so that's where these are coming from. Nerd question for Matt. Yes. In 2012, Marvel Comics responded to the concerns of a mother of a four-year-old of four-year-old Anthony Smith. Anthony was depressed because he didn't think that he could be a superhero due to his disability. What Marvel superhero was created for Anthony? I've actually heard of this before. Oh my gosh. Paul, do you know the answer to this? I one? could not have told you the I, answer, but I have heard of this. I should, and I don't know. When was it this? Created... 2004? Uh, 2012. Oh, geez. I should know this. Uh, was it uh, Dying Kid? Was that the. Was that the... <laughs> That's it. That's Dying the Kid to the rescue. <laughs> the disability was that little Anthony was dying. <laughs> it's a, you know, un, funnily enough, and we all suffer from that disability. <laughs> it's true. Why don't I get a handicap sk- sticker, motherfuckers? <laughs> Hi, is this the handicap office? It does seem a lot worse than just a wheelchair. Hi, is this the handicap office? Yeah, I've just come to understand that I'm dying. Um, <laughs> and I'd like, like to park I'd, a I'd little like better. a sticker. Yeah, I'd like a little better, better parking. I'm, I, 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 if I'm dying, I want to be able to get into Target a little bit faster. I feel people. like each moment now is precious to me, and uh, I'd, I'd like to save as many as I can. So uh, please uh, be forthcoming with a sticker. and a- Slurpee, get out of here, you stinky old ghost. <laughs> uh, the answer is 
Marvel created the Blue Ear, ah. a superhero like An- who, like Anthony, required a hearing aid. Anthony, who is mostly deaf, told his mother that superheroes don't wear blue ears, well, which is what Anthony's family called his hearing aid. Uh, his mother sent an email, and Marvel responded by not only reminding Anthony that Hawkeye had worn hearing aids for a time, and uh, crowning him an, on- uh, but they also crowned him an honorary Avenger. Uh, but also included a drawing of this brand new blue ear character whose listening device helps him hear people in trouble. That's awesome. Good job, Marvel. Nice, Marvel. Jot question for much Paul. better than dying. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about much better. Yeah, it, I was going to say much I mean, it's better. A, it's a I mean, step. Is it really much better? You it's look at the title. Better. You look at the title. <clears throat> one of one of my favorite superheroes is known as Dead Girl from the Ecstatics, and she's just a straight up dead girl. She's that's, cool. That's a good story. Yeah, she's a zombie. Wait, what? Dead girl from the Ecstatics. It's one of my favorite comic book runs. Oh, okay. X Force turned into Ecstatics. It's so good. If you guys want like Paul's personal favorite X Men related. Oh my god! Who the hell cares? <laughs> get, out here, get out of here, Slurpee. <laughs> Slurpee don't care. Slurpee don't care. Uh, yeah, read the read the entire run of uh, X Force slash Ecstatics. It's incredible. Okay, cool. Uh, Mike, Mike Allred's uh, artwork is amazing. Go ahead. <laughs> Name all of the events at the very first original Olympic Games and explain what the naked chef was doing there. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> the very first Olympic Games. Very, the first, very first Olympic Games. The, this is like ancient say, Greece. Well, yeah. there was naked uh, running. Yes. Sure. There was the javelin. Yeah. There oh, was, there was a javelin. Yeah. There was the discus. Yeah. Uh, they had the fight the bear. Uh, they had oil me up and roll on me. Wait, are you a time traveler? Were you there? I was there, dude. I've lived this life. Uh, they had the how much can you throw up and watermelon spitting. Water, not watermelon seed. No. Watermelon. This has been an entire watermelon. Because <laughs> that was the first Olympics before they figured it out. <laughs> this would be easier if we only spiticus just one seedicus. I didn't know you spoke Greek. Um, dude, there's a, there's a lot about me you don't know. Apparently. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> All right. What's the answer? <laughs> The only event at the first Olympics was a short foot race. It was the length of the stadium, about 129 meters, and the equivalent of the modern 200-meter dash. Uh, it remained the only event for the first 13 games, and thereafter remained the most important and prestigious event. As for the naked chef, he won the race. All athletes trained and competed naked. In fact, uh, Gymnos... The naked chef is there because he's a pervert. <laughs> yeah. He's uh, like, I'm going to watch some men sweat while I fuck this food. <laughs> Gymnos means naked, and therefore a gymnasium was a place to be naked while not only exercising, but also studying, debating, and generally hanging out. And that's uh, what the uh, gym teacher got fired, raised in court (laughs) during the lawsuit proceedings. Uh, Sir, if you'll refer to the Greek. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury. I I appeal to you. I appeal to your Greek nature. Forgive me for understanding the true meaning of gymnasium. (laughs) I guess it's all Greek to me. <laughs> Men often wore the penis and testicles tied with a leather string to keep them out of the way. And when a trainer wanted to get when a trainer wanted to get their attention, they would pull on that string. What did that? Uh, what, what phrase but, came from that? What was what? Is there a phrase that came from that? Stop stringing me along. 
Boom. Boom. <laughs> what else? There uh, has to be another one. That's it. Don't leather wrap my balls, coach. <laughs> <laughs> Is that where tie one on comes from? Yeah, uh, yeah. Tie one on might come up from there. Uh, a bird in the hand. <laughs> a bird in the hand. <laughs> a bird in the hand. Because <laughs> a cool my penis a bird. Yeah. <laughs> Just like a cold girl's birds. It gets confusing. <laughs> Not sorry for the length. You guys need to work on your gag reflexes anyway, and that's from Kinky Scoop. All right. Thanks, uh, Yeah, Kinks. we'll take the length. Although I thought, so the short foot race, was that only for people with short feet? Yes. Okay. Oh. Now, we're, now we're clear. The Greeks had uh, historically short feet. It was actually a an election for the position of short foot. <laughs> it was a short foot race. Good night. <laughs> leave them wanting, leave them wanting more. Uh, leave them asleep. Leave them asleep. Leave when they're snoring. Leave them wanting to snore. Leave them wanting to snore. <laughs> I want to thank Pendulette for creating this podcast. I want to thank Ace, Ryan, and Michael for creating the visuals. I want to thank uh, Summon, Tony, and Nick for the music. Jessica on Instagram. I want to, if you want to check out our Tumblr, go to heyscoops.tumblr. Dot com. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you, Sarah. Uh, thank you, Stoic, uh, John, and uh, Jeff for running up our Reddit page. Yep. And then uh, follow Paul at the famous Paul on Twitter. Follow Matt at Sweet Matty D. Follow this podcast at Hey Scoops, or you can go on Facebook and just enter Matt and Manley's Ice Cream Social and find our page there and like us, uh, or go to mattandmanley.com uh, where you can send us scoop mail. Thanks for subscribing. Subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher. And uh, also, if you find time to write us a nice little review, please do that. It always helps get us new listeners. Don't forget, try and send a nice message to at midnight about at Hey Scoops coming on their show. Yeah. Get us on that show. We'd love that. Get Paul and I on TV. You have the power. You have the power to make us even more unbearably ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Take it away, Dippin' Dots Jack. We'll see you soon. It was a night just like this. (laughs) I had dropped my sleeping bag. Yeah, I'm in here. I'm shitting my brains out in here. Yeah, yeah, we know you're in here, guy. I'm shitting. <laughs> we know you're in your toilet. We, I'm shitting. We know you're in there. <laughs> I, I just lit some toilet paper on fire. <laughs> Get out of here, you stinky old ghost.